0: Can I do the intro?
1: Yes, you can do the intro. Wait, 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 what is that? It's a drum roll. What? No, no, it's not.
0: Well, I mean, I was going to bring an actual drum, but I didn't have time to run to the store because I've been so busy with the Saddlesmith's Valentine business.
1: Can you just stop with the drum roll, please?
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry,
1: it's just... you, like, just do the intro. <laughs> I do. I just do the intro. That's what doing the intro is. I think it needs
0: a little more fanfare. Maybe some horns. No horns. We could have a horny intro.
1: Oh, God. What about singing? Do you sing? i not going to sing. Ah, but do you sing? I'm... Of course I sing. Who doesn't sing? I sing along to the radio in the car. I don't sing on this show. This show is for other people's music, not mine. Are you a musician? Not really my art of choice. What's your art of choice? Writing. Right. Are you going to do the intro? Because if you're not going to do the intro, then I'm going to do the intro.
0: No, I'm doing it right now. This is Kaleidotrope with Drew and Shasta. Shasta? Short for Shostakovich.
1: Have you actually ever listened to Shostakovich?
0: Nope. Don't think so. Maybe you could play him for me sometime if we ever have a free moment on this busy, busy advice show.
1: Incredible.
0: We should have a slogan. So I'm thinking, welcome to the fluffiest 30 minutes of
1: your night. The fluffiest 30 minutes of the night. That's us. That is not us. We're not fluffy. We're a little fluffy. We're not at all fluffy. Our call sign is WFLUF. So...
0: So, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but that spells out W fluff. That doesn't make us fluffy. No, you're right. You are very tough and serious, not fluffy at all. Listeners, Drew is very tough and serious. You should see the tough, serious furrow in his brow when he gets all frowny.
1: Can we just do our show?
0: We are doing our show. This is our show.
1: You seem like you're in a really good mood.
0: I am. I have a Seidel
1: Smith-Valentine plan. Want to see it? Do I want to see your Seidel Smith-Valentine plan? That's it's not a euphemism, is it?
0: True. <laughs> <Drew, laughs>
1: silly. Here's my plan. Oh, it's a moleskin. It's a very organized, detailed moleskin. It's, it's
0: color-coded. This is, this is quite the plan. It's a bullet journal. My Seidel Smith Valentine bullet journal. Oh, God. Don't tell me you don't believe in bullet
1: journals. They're not some kind of myth or fable. I don't have to believe in them.
0: It's just that I know you're bad at believing in things.
1: Ha. Funny. Look, I hope you and your bullet journal find the Sidlesmith Valentine. Do you? Yes, of course I do. don't want you to be disappointed.
0: If I find the Valentine...
1: Will you believe in true love? Well, I don't... I don't not believe in true love. You think I don't believe in anything? And That's that's not true. I believe in lots of things. I just think it's important to not get... yes ...carried away, I guess I would say. In my experience, nothing good comes from getting carried away. <laughs> you would think that. What? It's true. Think how many people have gotten in too deep into a relationship and then had some kind of tragedy before them when it all went wrong or when one of them fell out of love but the other one was still invested or, 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 or when they just got weirdly codependent and, and obsessed. It's just a whole mess of potentially bad scenarios. Okay. First,
0: you need to stop watching so much Investigation Discovery. Uh, hey, that's a very informative channel. Not when it conditions you to expect that every intense relationship that causes you to... <gasps> feel things for another human being is destined to end up in some sort of weirdly tragic true crime scenario. Well, I wouldn't say that. Do you actually read Humans of Sidlesmith? You should read it. The last Humans of Sidlesmith column was about getting carried away.
1: Oh. Well, well, I'm sure Cal wasn't talking about exactly this Valentine situation. And that's
0: where you'd be wrong. Because Cal has good life advice that is applicable to all kinds of situations. And I think that you, Drew, would benefit from paying attention to Cal. Oh, do tell? Cal said it can be scary to get carried away, but that's also what's good about it. And sometimes it's the best thing that can happen. And you never know when it's going to happen or if it'll ever happen to you again. So if it's happening, you should let yourself enjoy it and cherish it. So there, good things can come from getting carried away. Cal said so.
1: Wow. If Cal said so, who am I to argue with the great Cal? Don't mock Cal. <laughs> I'm not mocking Cal! Well, then, don't mock me. I'm not mocking anyone! You're right, Cal has a point. If you don't try and be open to the possibilities, you'll never know what surprises might be in store for you. Life is just one giant Disney song waiting to happen to you. <sighs> I honestly don't even know how you managed to be this jaded. Oh, I promise you, it's easy.
0: I know. And it makes no sense. You just... (laughs) What? Nothing. Let's take some text,
1: shall we? Uh, No, I want to hear why you're simultaneously surprised and not surprised that I managed to be this jaded. (laughs) Look, you wanted this to be a professional radio show. You broached the question.
0: I just think you have a lot of really nice things going for you, and you don't always seem to take the time to appreciate them. Because you're too busy seeing the potential downside in every given situation. That's not true. For instance, you have this nice, pretty campus full of nice people, and you're a smart student and people like you. And you're pretty much the star of this radio station. And you ignore all that and prefer to mope about looking friendless and glum which, granted, is part of your charm. But surely you have to admit that it's a bit over the top under the circumstances.
1: I... what? I'm not the star of the radio station. Oh, please. We've been over this. People love you. Whatever. That doesn't have anything to do with failing to look on the bright side. People's affections are notoriously fickle anyway. Remember a month ago, I was unlikable. I can't imagine that ever being really
0: true. I think you just weren't having a chance to shine.
1: You just called me jaded. You are. Right, unlikable.
0: No, 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 no. Those are two different things. You're jaded, but you're very likable.
1: All of us like you. Okay, can we not, I mean, what, what if there's no Valentine? What? What if Dorothea was telling the truth and there's no Valentine? You'd be devastated, absolutely crushed. I. It's hard to do that to me. It's very hard to disappoint me. I'm ready for it. You might call it jaded. I call it preparedness. See, this is why
0: I'm simultaneously surprised and not surprised. What? Because I know you. And I know you. I know exactly what you say and I know exactly what you don't say. And I don't believe you. I don't think it's hard to disappoint you. But even if it is, it's just like you to frame it in the negative.
1: How else would you frame
0: it? You might be bracing for disappointment But that just means that you're always on the brink of being pleasantly surprised. Oh. Uh, Listeners, let's talk about the Smith Valentine. Have you ever seen it? Do you know where it is? Let me know what clues I need to add to my bullet journal. Our phone lines are open.
1: The phone lines are just our cell phones.
0: I know. But wasn't that dramatic?
1: At least it didn't come with a drum roll. (laughs)
0: Text from a listener, Jay. Hi, Shasta. I want everyone to know that I found the true Saddlesmith Valentine and her name is Marie. Oh. What does that mean? It means Jay is in love with a lovely person named Marie who sounds just wonderful. Congratulations, Jay.
1: See, that raises an interesting point. What interesting point? It's a metaphor. Yes, indeed. Well spotted
0: listener named gloriana hi shasta i have also found the true sidlesmith valentine their name is johnson
1: oh, isn't that nice this is open the floodgates now you're just going to get a string of these all night long now that's fine this is from
0: oracle shasta i think the true sidlesmith valentine is you oh well that is Very sweet, but trust me, I am not. It's Oracle again. Sorry, sent too soon. I think the true Saddlesmith Valentine is you and Drew.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, Yeah, no, no, not so much.
0: Well, that's a very nice sentiment. Thank you. But if anyone has any clues about where the Saddlesmith Valentine might be, that would be really helpful.
1: It's a metaphor.
0: Yes, Drew. I get it. They're all
1: metaphors. No, I mean, what if the Seidel Smith Valentine is a metaphor? What if it's all just a myth? Does the myth of Persephone and Hades lose its power just because we know now what causes seasons? Yes. Harrison. It isn't
0: a myth. This isn't some ancient society trying to explain an inexplicable thing. We know exactly what goes on here at Sidlesmith, and we know exactly why it was only hundred and fifty years ago. Records exist. Smith were in love. They got married. They hid a magic valentine on campus so that everyone here would get a piece of that story. So that this can be a place where you really can find true love with your barista or, or your nemesis or the person down the hall whose packages you keep getting because they're only ordering sex toys.
1: That's a very specific example.
0: The point is, This is the place where love doesn't get fucked up the way it does in the rest of the world. This is the place where love
1: gets to happen.
0: Me-cutes for all!
1: Does the, um, person down the hall from you keep ordering sex toys and they keep getting delivered to you?
0: Yeah. And actually, that's not cute and charming. It's fucking annoying.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing! You're- you're you. I can't argue with that. <laughs> so, did you talk to the person down the hall with the sex toys? Well, I had to.
0: I had to keep bringing his sex toys to him. No meat, you. It turns out he was buying all the sex toys because he was dating an internet porn star. Uh,
1: that makes sense.
0: They met when he bought one of those private chat room
1: sessions, you know? Do you tell me more about your acquaintance with Internet Porn private chat room sessions?
0: (laughs) Not without a couple of drinks in me first.
1: Well, the Samoas don't count?
0: The Samoas count for a lot of things, but not for Internet Porn private chat room sessions. good to know. We teach valuable lessons on this show. It is very
1: educational.
0: The fluffiest 30 minutes
1: of their night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, something. Definitely something.
0: That can be our tagline.
1: Definitely something. Kaleidotrope, definitely something. What would that make you want to listen to our show? Well, I'd want to find out what was definitely something about it. Listeners, we are taking texts about the Smith Valentine. If you've seen it, let Harrison Shoster here know. Uh, We're also taking texts with suggested taglines because I refuse to go with definitely something. We will also take catchphrase suggestions too. We'll take what? You know, catchphrases. We don't have any catchphrases.
0: How do people know it's us?
1: Well, they know it's us because I go by the same name every show like a normal DJ and I assure them that you are the same person every show even though your name changes. It wouldn't matter that my name changes every night if my catchphrases
0: stayed the same. Cal has a catchphrase. Alpha. Of course, yes, Cal. I'm just saying, as soon as I see Hickes Populus, I think of Cal.
1: Do you see that a lot?
0: Only when I mean humans of Sidlesmith.
1: It's just Latin, it means here be humans. Right, I know that. But it's how you know
0: you're reading Cal. The catchphrase.
1: And the fact that the column always has a Humans of Smith label and his pen name at the top. That, too. All of that. And the
0: catchphrase. We should do as Cal does. There's a reason
1: he's my favourite. He's your... favourite?
0: Yes. Yes, he is.
1: Uh, Of course he is. Of course. What's that supposed to mean? Only that he's an invisible, unrealistic composite of the perfect man you've built into a fantasy in your head, completely removed from whatever he might actually be. That's not true. He's real. He's not made up. He's a
0: real person who exists here on campus, and he's sharing his
1: soul with the world through his columns. And he's making sure he presents himself as positively as possible, exactly so romantic sobs like you will react- just as you're reacting.
0: (sighs) stop. You're making him sound all... all... drewy. Drewy? Yes. It is a word. It's the adjectival
1: form of drew. You can't just turn every word into an adjective by adding a Y to the end of it. Yes, I can.
0: I can, in fact, do exactly that
1: with every word. Not coffee. coffee e. Done. No, that doesn't make sense. You can't just say it's very coffee-y. Why not? You just did. That sounds like I'm saying coffee, weirdly.
0: It's coffee e with a glottal stop in the middle. And we're off the point, which is droo totally a word, it means cynical and disenchanted, and alarmingly aware of your audience and, like, persona e.
1: Right, well, I guess that's why Cal's your favourite and I'm not. No, that is not why you're not my favourite. Maybe we should move on. A text from listener FFS. Drew, you're not Shostas' favourite because... Anyway. I would love to hear what FFS has to say. The thing about Cal is... I thought we were moving away from Cal. Now we're back to Cal? Yes, because all you know of Cal is his columns that are edited to within an inch of their lives and are crafted to be exactly the image he wants to present to the world. It's easy to have that be your favourite person because you don't have to deal with all the unpolished bits of him. The bits where he doesn't say the perfect little aphorism in response to every question the first time round. The bits where maybe he says entirely the wrong thing and oops, he doesn't have a backspace button in real life. So I'm saying even if Cal exists and it's not all just an act and he's not cynical and playing to his audience, but he is who he is, I'm saying even if that's true, it's an impossible standard. And who's to say Cal would still be your favourite if you had to communicate with him in real time without the benefit of him being able to really think through and craft perfectly everything he says to the most beautiful and romantic thing. So, just, I mean, that's not fair to hold the rest of us to the standard of Cal. so that if we ever say the wrong thing in the heat of the moment, that it just haunts us forever. Okay.
0: That's fair. That's, oh, really? Yes. That's a fair point. This is from listener Andromeda. They say, I don't know if Drew will read this on air because he has a habit of cutting himself off, so I'm texting you, Shasta, just to say that Drew's my favorite and I'll take him if so. If what? Never mind. You know what we should do? We should move on.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Oh, look, it's Andromeda scolding me for cutting myself off. Okay, you know what? We should do a debate or something, since people don't seem to be texting in
1: with anything useful. I mean, people are texting in. Maybe we haven't asked for the right topics tonight. Okay, it's going to bother me. You better just tell me. Tell you what? What Andromeda said. Why? It's nothing. It's silly. It's important. It's not. It's just Andromeda.
0: Do you even know Andromeda?
1: I mean, do you want Andromeda? No, I don't. I have no idea who Andromeda is. But I want to know what Andromeda thinks. I have to change about myself for them to take me. What? Well, I'm their favourite and they'll take me if I do what? It's always something and it's going to bother me until you tell me what it is. So you might as well just tell me.
0: Oh, no, it's not. That's not what it was about. It didn't have anything to do with you. Their statement about how I'm their
1: favourite didn't have anything to do with me.
0: Not that part of it. Drew, there's nothing you should change about you. Nothing.
1: No, 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 no. There are lots of things. I've heard them all before. It isn't anything new. I just like to keep proper records about what it it is that I need to... There is nothing you should change. Andromeda, about your text,
0: the conditions aren't optimal for you. Sorry. What does that mean? They know what it means. Okay, debate time. Andromeda again. Fine, I accept these terms, but you'll have to make it up to me by giving me some juicy Drew Shasta debate. And I mean serious debate this time. What are your thoughts on John Locke? No. Definitely not discussing John Locke. Wait, why not? I have things to say about John Locke. Not John Locke. John Locke. Like, one word. No E at the end.
1: Yes, I know. I know what John Locke is
0: you have something to say about John Locke that is not the 16th century philosopher.
1: Wait, he was 17th century. And how could I not have something to say about one of the greatest love stories of the past two centuries? John Locke. Yes, John Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Who else could I possibly have met? John McCain
0: and Locke Keith Martin. Oh. <sighs> You just don't seem like the type to. <laughs>
1: the BBC Sherlock is critically acclaimed and broadcast into millions of homes. And like every other student at Seidel Smith, I have a Tumblr, so your assumptions are entirely unwarranted. Let's talk about Stephen Moffat and queer baiting, shall we?
0: Whoa, whoa. I think that's probably way too controversial a topic
1: for our mostly drama free. Why, Shostakovich? You're suddenly Shostakovskittish.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: you've discussed our personal lives to an endless degree and you've happily enumerated all the personality flaws of yours truly in abundance and now suddenly andromeda wants to know all about moffat's continued dismissal of the raging homoerotic subtext in his own show and you're reluctant to discuss what you don't want to talk about how queer identity is represented on the show as a titillating exploitative joke for the viewer
0: well i think that's a one-sided viewpoint (laughs) unbelievable Uh, fine Let's hear the other side. Firstly, I haven't discussed our personal lives to an endless degree. And secondly, the other showrunner, Mark Gatiss, is a queer man who's written plenty of complex queer storylines and characters and relationships into his works before. And he doesn't deserve to be harassed and thrown under the bus in such a simplistic fashion.
1: Alright. But it's true, Moffat is a (laughs) Okay, we definitely can't get that personal. Thank you for the text, really. I think we can all agree it's a complex subject with many sides and uh, far more nuance than we have time to discuss here tonight. Oh, thank God, it's FFS again. Uh, Dear Drew, get Shoster to text me Andromeda's phone number because we clearly have similar thoughts on certain. Okay, now look.
0: Oh my God, is this, are they bonding over what I think they're bonding over?
1: Do we have shippers? What? No, no, we don't have shippers. No one is shipping us. Because we are an every ship radio show. We welcome any and all shippers, regardless of pairing. No, that is absolutely incorrect. We do not welcome Drew Harrison shippers. Drewison? Or Drew Shosta, technically? We are not calling our ship name Drewison, or Drew Shosta, or Drew Chiesky, or... Drav, or what what am I saying right now? No one is shipping us. Harry Drew. That's also some sort of infomercial home installation equipment. Harry Drew, your tiles today and get your second order free. Just pay $400 shipping and handling and we'll throw in a device to make sure you never trip over your own shoelaces ever again. I think you're just being cynical
0: again. Typical.
1: Or it sounds like an oil and gas company whose board members have all been indicted for insider trading but they'll get off scot-free because our criminal justice system only prosecutes the poor and the corporate oligarchy that heads up this country is essentially lawless. Are you done? I can't help it. That's what Haraju sounds like. It sounds like the
0: death of democracy and capitalism and the entire rule of law.
1: A little. Okay. My point is that no one is shipping us. That's weird. No, it's not. We're shipping everyone else who texts in. That's different. They're asking us to ship them by way of asking for advice about their love life. And anyway, we're not actually invested in whether or not their relationships work out or not. We're... not? No.
0: Then why do we ask them to send in updates every week? Why do we bother remembering their names and their progress from week to week?
1: Uh, because we're good at hosting this show.
0: Oh, right. Everything's about the persona with you. Again. That's not true. You're honestly telling me you don't care at all if Sabrina and Rosa go on their fake girlfriend's wedding weekend and don't fall madly in love after all your talk about what a horrible idea it was, etc. etc. I you're not invested in Stanwyck and Lovejoy and Little Khaleesi? Well, what about C and his gangster? I know you're invested in C and his gangster.
1: That's not the same as shipping them. What's different about it? It's different. I don't want them to get together in a dysfunctional relationship just because it will be cute. I want them to be happy, you know, as people, whether that means they end up together or not. But
0: everything you just said, that's what shipping is. Look, we all just want the people we care about to be happy. And sometimes that manifests as rooting for them to get together with the person they think could make them happiest. But it's still ultimately all about rooting for you to find what's best for you. That's what people want for you. That's why they want to ship you with with whoever.
1: I can think of so many ships that completely contradict everything you just said, but okay. Well, this ship, this totally
0: hypothetical Yumi ship that people are shipping, wouldn't be one of them. Our shippers just want you to be happy.
1: I am. But shipping all these real people together, like what if Stanwick doesn't make Lovejoy happy and vice versa? Then we wouldn't ship them. We don't know them. We can't possibly know enough about them to know what makes them happy. We know
0: how they talk about each other. We know they spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about each other for the fact that all they have to do is not break an egg for a couple of weeks. We know that they can recognize each other based solely on text syntax. And we know that they seem to complement each other. It's a lot to go on. I, I guess. And it's not like we really control their lives or something. If they don't want to be together, they don't have to be together.
1: You don't think we're influencing their decisions?
0: Well, we're giving them advice. And the rest of the work is being done by the Sidlesmith magic. Speaking of, still waiting for clues here. Anyone who's seen the Sidlesmith Valentine? Anyone at all?
1: Look, I think maybe you're going to have to just accept that there's at least a slight chance that nobody's seen it because... So help me, if you say because
0: it doesn't exist, I'm going to march out of here and take my Samoas with me.
1: Or, because it's been buried in a library forever and was almost immediately buried again to keep it out of the hands of sinister college henchmen. I'm going to find it. Mark my words. If you don't find it, though. Not an option. Well, I guess that's how you know it's a Harrison the Shoster adventure. You mean it's stubborn and obsessive? I mean, it's optimistic. It's harrison E.
0: <laughs> harrison E. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's not immediately jump the shark with this linguistic aberration. See? Your ability
0: to balance my sense of whimsy with a healthy dose of snark. That's why people ship us. It's Druy. And too late. Not to worry, FFS. I'll get you Andromedon's number and the two of you can ship it to your heart's content. But you have to promise to send us a follow-up.
1: Actually, don't think it's weird we haven't gotten any follow-up texts tonight? Where are all of you? Maybe they're off having successful relationships, thanks
0: to all the totally not fake magic of Smith. They're all too busy making out to listen to our radio show anymore. Our ratings will go
1: down. Hmm, we haven't even got any advice text in.
0: Because everything is
1: just rosy.
0: Well, we don't have much of a show. Our chemistry is the show.
1: Ha, like I said.
0: You don't think we have chemistry?
1: I, well, I mean, of course we have chemistry. I balance your sense of whimsy with a healthy dose of snark. So, yeah.
0: Hmm. That doesn't sound very convincing.
1: People are shipping us. We must have chemistry.
0: You don't feel the chemistry?
1: What does it feel like? True. No, I'm trying to understand. Like, does it feel a certain way? I would have said
0: that it feels like this. True. It feels just like this. Here, have a Samoa.
1: I like doing the show with you. Thank you. It was boring doing it with the others. I'm never bored with you.
0: I am going to take that as a compliment because I know you meant it that way. I'm not sure I'd want to do the show with anyone else now. True, really?
1: Look, none of my other co-hosts ever bought me Samoas every single show. Fools. a lot of them. Can I ask you something?
0: Of course you can.
1: What are we going to do for our show if people stop texting us?
0: Just... sit here and talk? I guess.
1: People will listen to that
0: because we have chemistry you know it
1: by the way know what
0: that we have chemistry and how do i know that because you haven't once suggested that we fill up this episode's time by playing a song not once you just cap us on the air talking because you know we have chemistry Oh. Here drew forever.
1: Um, right, so uh, yeah, we should um, uh, campus news. Right, that's a thing that we do. Go Fluffers. Uh, don't forget to buy your tickets for the sock hop Get your roses for the rose dance, blah, blah, blah. Chemistry students, don't forget the main atrium is closed after last week's explosion, so you have to use the northeast entrance into the building. Also, rumours that the explosion was due to a chemical leak and not someone's ill-advised lab experiment have been greatly exaggerated.
0: It's a love potion. A chemical aphrodisiac leak. A leak
1: of love. That's not true. Except we have been asked to say that you're not allowed in the atrium. But if you go, make sure you bring a condom with you. Ha! Oh, a text at the end of the show. Is it someone with a clue about the Valentine? Dear Drew, you and Shosta should totally go to the... Okay, we're out of time for this episode. Uh, Just another day at Sidlesmith. Where things definitely aren't
0: in any way powered by magic. Bye. Insert catchphrase here.
2: Kaleidotrope was created by Asia and Earl Grey T68. You can follow us on Twitter at Kaleidotrope Pod, on Tumblr at Kaleidotrope Podcast, or on our website at Kaleidotropepodcast.com. Drew is played by James Evans, and Harrison is played by Matthew Menendez. If you like their work, please help us pay them by subscribing to Kaleidotrope on Patreon or by buying us coffee at ko fi.com. All the money we raise through these channels goes directly to our actors. If you enjoy Kaleidotrope, tell a friend, or make something cool of your own to keep the story going. And if you're looking for another audio drama to check out, we'd like to recommend The Strange Case of Starship Iris. It's a queer, genderqueer, futuristic sci-fi space opera featuring a mystery set aboard a derelict research vessel. And now stay tuned for a special excerpt from our Patreon-only audio commentaries. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe. And thanks so much for listening.
0: I love their journey together. I think they bring out the best uh, qualities in each other, and I think Drew's probably we've probably seen Drew change the most. I think so far. Um, I think this um, upcoming episodes we'll see a lot more um, change from Harrison. But uh, it's it's almost like Drew has tested. Harrison's um, outlook on life. And I I feel like you as a person in life, even for me, like I like having um, that person, you know, challenge my beliefs. And I think that's definitely something Drew does for Harrison on a daily, you know, it's, it's definitely been really fun.